Live from the Reject Roundtable of Doom, it's Chilling with the Rejects, with our special guest, Rain. Today in the team, we have SG3, Director RJ, and our host, Tony the Kid. Yes, thank you guys for joining us today for sure. Uh, special guest, like we did say, Rain. Thank you for joining us, Rain. Uh, let give you the floor for real quick here, real fast. Uh, what is cool about, I guess, cosplaying, my friend? What isn't cool about cosplay? <laughs> I mean, I guess it's like, for my avenue, it's it's more of just a freedom of expression. Yeah. Um, I, I think that many people have very uh, different directions of when it comes to creative output. And for me, I come from a very creative background. Um, I went to Berkeley College of Music. I graduated from... Uh, I was there for a couple of years and then kind of graduated the music here in, in Houston. Uh, so my focus has always been in the creative realm. Uh, this is more in the, I guess, in the same in the same rhythm, but in the different beat is what I like to call it. And so it just allows people to be whoever they, whomever they want to be. Yeah. Um, I'm sure growing up as a kid, you've always wanted to be a superhero. Very Everybody true. wants to be Superman or Batman or something like that. Exactly. Uh, so this just gives you that feeling of of living out that fantasy and i choose to do so and it's pretty fun dude that's great that's great uh what i guess you say what really um how long have you been doing it per se rain doing cosplaying do you think i guess like so i started just doing just basic costuming back in like 2015 but i didn't really take it seriously yeah it wasn't until maybe late last year and so I guess you could say I'm more up and coming. I'm not like I'm not like Paris, who has just like you know an amazing like fan base. Who, you know she produces a lot of amazing content, and whatever. But I'm more of the up and coming. So a year maybe, and okay. it's just and it's weird because it's like most of my content has been moving to like the end of last year and this year. Yeah, and you'd expect because of it being a pandemic and everything, more people are focused on essentials. But it's because of this pandemic that people are are, are viewing products like this and, and uh, as a way to just like get away from the real world and so i'm starting to see some sort of quote-unquote success with it from there yeah that's true uh i know some of the work that you did i actually liked uh was one of the things for stranger things for sure one one yeah. i think season what season four is it we're on now that's coming out yeah. soon that's actually uh actually a fan favorite of mine to be watching i know i'm actually excited to see that uh what okay. what are your thoughts on that so far it being that cosplay um, you know, when I when I did it, I thought, hey, it's simple. I mean, I've always been a fan of, like, the 80s vibes. and I mean, it's, it was a simpler time back then. So whenever I did it, it was just more of like, hey, you know, it's, you know, I'm a big guy. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, Hopper's a big guy in his own right, so I figured, why not? But the actual show itself, it's just, it's riveting stuff, man. And the fact that it leaves you on a cliffhanger of what's going to happen if you've seen the trailer and then you see what happens to his character, it's like, okay, it's, it's going to be huge. And so I, I think... I mean, more so, it was more of like, all right, I get to, you know, be confident in a character that, I, you know, I'm starting to get to know and realize and accept, and now you're seeing that character be in a whole different light, it's just, it's going to be amazing. So, very true, very true. Yeah. Now, and, uh, Rain, I've actually seen some of your work, I follow you as it is. Uh, you know, one of my favorite ones that you've done is that Purge one that you did recently. Like, you created your own Purge character, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was, uh... I've been watching a lot of cyberpunk lately, hey, uh, so a lot yeah. of Ready Player One, and then Cyberpunk 2077 came to mind. Got you. And so, uh, 
because I think at, at the time it was, you know, it was a uh, collaboration created by Anime Stampede and Kawi Cups. I, I think that's what her name is. I, I, I'm bad at those things, but uh, it, it was just a way for all of us to kind of collaborate and do things and, and, and like, you know, especially now, it's everyone's having kind of post-con blues where it's just like we don't have a place for us to kind of get on and hang out with, right? Uh, and that character just came about with um, inspiration from Cyberpunk 27, 2077, uh, Ready Player One, a little bit of Mad Max, and uh, I guess more so over, I guess, um, more wrestling, actually. Uh, I've been watching a lot of AEW, so a lot of the expressions and characters that you see in there, it just cultivated to that. I wish I could showcase more photos. I'm actually maybe do so. I think uh, that character is really meant for kind of a, a night scene, so who knows? But that's really where the inspiration came from. It was just more, you know, something different, something with, you know, uh, a different direction, a different feel. So. Cool. Okay. Now, as far as, now I know you mentioned AEW, uh, so you're a big fan of AEW, I presume? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I watched WWE product up until WCW. You know, I was hey. a big fan of. Yeah, the NWO uh, era, I've done to the Attitude Era. I the didn't Golden really care much Era. About the Ruthless Aggression Era, I didn't really care for that. Yeah. But, it, it, and especially now with the WWE product, it's just, eh, it, it, it's not my particular cup of tea, especially now with whatever the hell they're doing with Retribution and all that other stuff. I vaguely <laughs> know about that stuff, but yeah. I've really been keen on the New Japan stuff and the Ring of Honor stuff. Yes. And, and whenever AEW came out, I was just like, hey, you know, like, this feels like how I felt like as a kid. It's more. It was more entertaining. It was more of like realism versus WWE, which I feel is just too much of a clean product, anyways. You know what? I think we can all agree to that. To be honest, is here at the reject at the reject table, uh, and especially SG three. That I know he doesn't really uh, like the WWE product and where is it going at right now. You got any two cents on that, SG three? Actually, when they made Drew McIntyre champion, I liked it. Uh huh. The fact of what they're doing right. now well, unfortunately, they made losers today, but um, when they actually did everything that they did with him, I liked it. Yeah. I like what they were doing. They're trying to push a new phase. Um, unfortunately, we lo- we may have lost a new day, but at the same time, though, now we're getting a push with Big E. Yeah. So at the same time, that that's something big. Kofi got a championship. So it's like you're starting to see now guys who are becoming champions that you wouldn't before, and I feel that with AEW2 now, they're starting to also do the same thing because yep. before when they first started it was just the inner circle versus the elite mm-hmm. now it's like we're going to push other guys to it now no start with the new product yeah. get new product in there show what we got and then let let those guys have a chance to shine and see what they got and give them yeah. more opportunities I think that's that's a good thing as far as the industry's wrestling itself is concerned give them opportunities let them work on their costumes let them work on their their uh, mic skills let them do what it is give them the full freedom to experiment and get good product out there, which is, I think, one one thing that's made it successful in the past, and what it should be, what's going to make it successful going in the future. So yeah, what about you, Director RJ? Any, any inputs on the AEW stuff and where they're heading at right now? I know. Actually, there's uh, it's funny how AEW they actually their biggest pay per view, the first one they did, I think, was uh, in Chicago, right? Yeah. yeah. And I remember uh, afterwards. They, you know, they created their own show. The AEW started going on. Yep. And Jericho won his first belt in Chicago. Well, not as the first official belt, but the AEW championship. First time going in there in Chicago. Yeah. That's a good headline. So I, 
I kind of feel like that's the way you should go when you start something is give it to someone who already has Hall of Fame worthy career. Yep, accolades and build around him like they're doing right now with uh, is it MJ up? Yeah, yeah, they're building MJ up, up. And this dude is phenomenal. His he's a really good heel. I like that about him. He stays to the character, and that's something that's been missing recently. Is someone who lives the image of his character's uh, name. Yeah. Not true. Okay. Uh, now, ha- costume wise, I know Halloween's around the corner for sure. Yep. Any any ideas going ahead uh, and raining any uh, costumes as far as cosplay? Any ideas what you think about going going in there and maybe showing some cool stuff? I'm not too sure, honestly, because I feel like you know the only thing that comes to mind, which I haven't really, I've, I've low key kind of been working on, is more um, Among Us. <laughs> And I guess in the space theme, that would yeah. be considered scary, but that's yeah. the only thing that that I'm working on, I feel like, because I've been part of a few collaborations already with uh, Noob Squad and yeah. Anime Stampede, and, so, yeah. and they've been more geared towards just simplistic ideology of, like, Studio Ghibli and, um, and then some other avenues with Paris cosplays and stuff, but... Uh, as far as like Halloween, I definitely don't have anything. I mean, you might see the Among Us cosplay because hey, you know what? You might as well run the bandwagon. It is a fun game, right? Especially when you're in the lobby with a couple of your friends and you're trying to figure out who's sus. So I feel like that's the only thing. But I mean, as far as like specific Halloween, it's not really. It's just I feel like there's other people that are doing amazing work, and I'm I, I, I tend to gravitate towards characters that are just either goofy and friend kid friendly, like you know my. My infamous Maui, or just something ridiculously oh, yeah. creative, like the Purge character, or yeah. uh, you know Hopper, or something like that. So it's just it's around. It's yeah, I'm not really thinking about Halloween. Gotcha. <laughs> so when you're a cosplayer, it's like you don't really think of it. It's just like oh okay, it's a day off. At least in my opinion, yeah. everyone else is dressing up. Everybody's buying their stuff with Spirit Halloween. Right. <laughs> you can actually finally just chill and just do whatever. So that's true. That's true. Yeah. Any ideas for you, Director RJ? What you got coming up actually, for a year? From what Rain said, I actually I agree. When you're in Halloween um, time mm-hmm. uh, for cosplayers, I'm I'm not a like pro like most cosplayers. I'm more of a cosplay fan, but I see that at this time it's kind of like uh, most cosplayers. Um, if they're really like into the spirit of Halloween, they're gonna hit you with some cosplays that they haven't brought out yet the last year. You know? Yeah. And some yeah. of them were like. Uh, like me, I, uh, I'll probably do a riddler because I wanted to do a riddler for, uh, one of the Comic Cons mm-hmm. that comes, like, mainly my cosplays are for Comic Con. Okay. You're more and, geared towards that. Yeah. Okay. And I always feel like, to me, uh, during this time is like, take a break, relax, probably take a few pictures of what you did before. Yeah. And pretty much just wear a costume to a party with friends and stuff. Very true. So I'm okay. really not, like, trying to up myself, as I could say. Okay, now Irene, since this whole COVID stuff, is it more, is it convenient, or are you creating like you think it's helping the ideas of creating new material uh, in a different way now? Now that whole COVID's coming, because I know from before this started happening, we kind of had a good spur of Comic Cons becoming a, a an actual frenzy, and I think more and more cities was trying to host as much as they could as far as the Comic Cons or creating type of cons like that. Um, does it kind of help with that, or do you think that's kind of put a halt and said, you know what, I'm, I'm gonna have to wait until this plays off? I feel it's a mixture of both things. Um, there is, you know, a, a, a growing need for people to collaborate, 
as you know, in this kind of, uh, from my understanding of this particular um, social interest group, is I'm gonna, what I'm going to call them, right? Yeah. Uh, the, the, the typical demographic is more of, uh, you know, socially awkward, shy, you know, creatives. And I know with, like, comic book conventions, can see that. a lot of those types tend to want to go to these things. So you hang out with like-minded individuals. Um, right. That being said, when people found out that, you know, this pandemic isn't going anywhere anytime soon, of course, a lot of your, um, uh, I guess, your shy, your introverted types, like, they're concerned. And, and, of course, I think everyone was concerned. Yes. I mean, everyone was clearly upset with, you know, Matsuri closing. Right. You know, Palooza. And then I think Anime Dallas had a thing here in Houston, Anime Houston. Yeah. That was supposed to be debuting this year, but it got canned because of pandemic. Right. So um, I think in regard in those regards, it was like people were really upset. But I feel with those who are more creatively inclined who want to go outside the box, like I guess myself and for sure, like, you know, uh, other people, mm-hmm. you know, they decided to take this time to say, hey, like, we're not just going to wait for uh, a, a convention or a social gathering yep. to be creative. I feel that, you know, as you guys are aware, you know, like a, a little pandemic isn't going to stop you from doing a podcast. You know? Exactly. You're going to find ways to create content. Correct. And or so over, there's there's a growing need for that. Right. Nobody wants to, you know, watch the news and, oh, here's another hurricane going to hit Louisiana. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, here's another fire in Cali, you know. Right. Here's something, some crazy shenanigans that the president's doing. You know, they want something homegrown content. Right. And I feel that people like myself, you know, people like yourself, right? Yeah. Are create are not going to wait nope. for a, a big social event to happen. We're just going to do it. You know exactly. Um. You know. Uh. But there was a spot. There was a time. I'm sure where everyone was concerned. You know. I know. I was like, hey. You know. I posted something back in like February. It's like, hey, look. You know, mental health is, is a very growing concern in this community. Yes. Um, foremost, it's like, you know, I I felt that it was my need, my duty to kind of say, hey, look, I'll be a voice of reason. Like, you're stronger than you look. Like, this is a, a passing thing. We're going to be fine. It's just, you know, it, it's just some things that we have to adapt and, 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 and I guess, figure out. And, but now you're seeing that it's not the end all be all. People are actually out there creating stuff. Yep. You're seeing daily just um, the 31 days of halloween which some people have been tagging like yeah so many people have been creating new things and so correct it's not gonna stop anybody yeah so it's just it's a mental thing versus a physical thing but once things calm down for sure people are gonna get back to it but yeah. for now it's just those who want to create will create and those who want to absorb will absorb it's, it's just where we're at right now it's, it's just what it is definitely i agree i think yeah for the first few months i think of all this pandemic was pause quiet we're not gonna you know we're worried about a few things and kind of keeping the mindset of what's gonna happen next um and then once you know once third or fourth one starts kicking in adjusting to the actual rules of how we should be acting i think that's where the idea starts flowing in and i love the idea of like you said the mental awareness as far as what the need for this a lot of a lot of the society itself was using this mechanism to express themselves in different ways and ways that they were actually getting a lot of a lot of light, a lot of light for that, you know, for even if it's let's say a, a, just a costume of them spreading a, a, being a Spider-Man or being an anime character, for some reason, for a younger kid who kind of knows that character, sees that person dressed up and giving you praise, it's 
an actual like a positive on that person who was actually grew up you know being shy in school not talkative the socialism as far as them being socialized with other people it wasn't there and them getting positive feedback is like okay you know this is actually really cool so now the ideas come in and stuff so yeah that that's actually good i, I agree with that i think that's one thing about the whole cosplay i think it's a good need and a good positive for the community and definitely want the love the idea that once we get these ideas rolling and what we can do as far as express them do them in a in a great way and let it shine right. let it shine yeah, it's I mean, human nature yeah you you yeah, just no, adapt to your signings oh sorry yeah that that's the thing it's like we have to it's <laughs> whatever avenue it's just right. do create it's just i think gary v said it best it's like just go out there and create stuff it's like it, it doesn't matter if you're starting out with a few people or just one it's like people are going to take hold if like if you're passionate about something even if it's something you're brand new to it you got some experience or you're a, a fucking pro and so like people will take notice people will see like hey this is something new this is something refreshing versus the status quo and so i mean we're seeing it now in different avenues people are building up shops and creating little you know um little boutiques and stuff like that mm-hmm. even if it's outside of cosplay people are creating shows like yourselves i mean i know you've been for a while but i mean other people they're creating new content daily and so yeah and we're seeing i guess um and this is just me being kind of thought-provoking i guess we're seeing a, a renaissance of just people just creating for the sake of creating and i think that's great and especially with avenues such as like tiktok and such yeah you're seeing it daily now right you know with people are just getting famous just drinking cranberry juice like dog face you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah. it's the most simplistic thing it's That's the most so simplistic true. thing but when you watch it it's a fucking vibe and it's like yeah like you you wheel this type of way and now look at him right he's getting like hooked up with all kinds of cool stuff but that Bone Thugs and Harmony he got like a bunch of shirts yeah. he's like I'm a big fan and he's over there all hyped up <laughs> And you, it looks like I'm sorry, like not to be mean to where he yeah. his li- lifestyle or living. He it looks like a, a trailer home, and he's just in bed with his daughter, and they're just on the mm-hmm. little phone camera, and they're just videotaping and they're recording. But yet yeah. he's getting all these products from these other celebrities. It's awesome. And it's crazy, like the story behind that video. It was mm-hmm. like he was going to work in his busted up car. It broke on him, and he was like five minutes away. And homeboy had a skateboard, and he just went to work. And just because of that, just because of that, look at him. He's already living, living it up. He got hooked up by cranberry, you know, with, you know, uh, was it uh, ocean spray with yeah. the truck or whatever? Right. He's getting hooked up, but you see, but then it's a vibe. Correct. <laughs> and people want that content. People see that, and now like Fleetwood Mac is like killing it with the song, you know? Yeah. So it, it's just all a collaboration that cultivated into something amazing. And I feel that. You know, while we're doing this and other people are doing their own creative avenues, people are gonna people are gonna enjoy it. One person's gonna enjoy it, and that's that's all that matters. So, that's true. That's yeah. true. What about you, SG three? I know. See, the good thing about I guess our clothes, SG three over here, even with this pandemic, we got product. You know what I mean? Like it's actually pretty. Like what it's made good. you? What made you have even an idea? I know we were talked about it, but for you, like going through that, having the conversation, it's the idea of moving forward. Well, for me, it was just pretty simple. I knew that she was making product. So I reached out over to her and I was like, hey, help us out. You know, we could wear the logos when we're, you know, we're doing a recording outside, mm-hmm. you know, when we finally can go back outside right. and wear just masks. We could wear the product and it's like, we're going to recognize this because of Reject Rundown. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I thought about that and I just wanted to reach out. So I was like, hey, can you make us some shirts? Um, currently, we have some masks that are currently on their way. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for that to keep going forward. And right. The product line is going to keep growing, man. And that's the good part. It, it, like, it, just because of this situation that we're in, it cannot stop the ideas. It cannot stop the movement of what it is a person needs to do in order to be, not even to say successful, but just be happy with themselves and what they're doing in, in their lifestyle. Like, you know, I guess for us, this wasn't a career profession that we strove to be in. But it was just an idea. We enjoyed chit-chatting. We enjoyed talking with one another. Especially it started off with us talking about movie casting and Mo- movie ideas. Exactly. Movie casting, movie ideas. Like, that's the idea that came with it. it having good conversations on who, what actor should have been played this character or, or what in this costume would that look better on this guy and this size and stuff like that. Like, just those flows. No, Rain, is there like any movie where you wish they, like a cast in any movie where you were like not, you were kind of disappointed with the casting and you were like, you know, why did they cast this guy? And even after the movie, you were like, you know, they really didn't cast the right guy for the role? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ryan Reynolds for Green Lantern. I just didn't think it was a good fit when he came out. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> the I number one take of them all. <laughs> yeah. Wait. It's just, it didn't make sense to me. I felt like it needed to be a fresh face. I felt, you know, especially with, what's his name? Uh, Captain America. I, I don't know his name. Chris Evans? Horrible names. I'm sorry? You, the Chris Evans, the one that's playing Captain America? Yeah. Was currently? Yeah, as, as Human Torch. Okay. You know, that could have been easily played. And then when they did the reboot, I think, like, it, it, with fresh faces, it maybe just the idea, ideology didn't work, but... I felt like whenever he did that, it just didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think where else. I think when they did, uh, also they did the reboot of like Lemony Snicket's, mm-hmm. like from, from Jim Carrey to then someone else. I think what's his name? Uh, oh, man. Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, like it just doesn't work for him. Uh-huh. You know, he he tends to ground himself in like, in, you know, in in real time like characters. Lemony Snicket is a very creative, expressive character. That's why it works with like a character like, uh, you know, uh, like Jim Carrey, right? You know, or Robin Williams, or Correct. you know, what I'm saying these w- wacky, zany actors. It doesn't work with someone like that who's very. He comes off as very dry, in my opinion. You know, yeah, <laughs> Not like a Seinfeld, in my opinion. That's why it works. That's why he works well in, in uh, uh, How I Met Your Mother. You know what I mean? Correct. Because those are are shows grounded in real time reality versus some fantasy world. That's why I. It's just it, those three. I, for sure, at the top of my head, just makes sense. Like as to why, why would you? Like this could have been done by someone else, but it's <laughs> yeah, that's so true. That's true. SG three, were you gonna say something when we talked when uh, Rain brought up the Ryan Reynolds and Green Lantern? A lie. Okay, no you can go ahead. You can say it. Y'all friends, know you. Yeah. They're on the podcast. <laughs> they want to hear it. Trust me. Exactly. Well, I remember when I first watched it. I actually fell asleep twice. That's how bad of a movie it was. <laughs> And I remember that I saw it with Director RJ. Director RJ got mad at me because I fell asleep. I understand someone paid for the ticket. This is such a boring movie. And I told him, dude, it's a horrible movie. No, man, you're just not into superheroes, man. You're all up into, like, Harry Potter and stuff, man. And years later, I told him, I'm like, look, dude, you are not going to remember the specific conversation. And you're going to hear how many people say it's a horrible movie. And now he's saying, yeah, dude, it was a horrible movie. It, it just, it did. The funny thing, I had to, I had to apologize to SG3. Yeah. Okay, he fell asleep in it, when, and I did too. <laughs> <laughs> you both fell asleep? Oh, really? It was a horrible movie. Wow. I wake up, and this cloud thing is like going around. I'm like, 
I wonder who's going to be the bad guy. Like, is that cloud going to transform into some <laughs> monster-looking being? Correct. You know? Yeah. And it's like Green Lantern versus a smoke cloud. <laughs> Watching the theaters now, and I'm like, no. no. I, I just know I fell asleep. I can't even remember what happened. I agree. I mean, it just didn't, like, it just doesn't, obviously we said it many before but times, but it does not fit Ryan Reynolds' critique and acting skills. Mm. He's... He was tailor made for a Deadpool actor, just because of if if you've seen his work in uh, the Waiting. movie called Waiting for sure, and that one he was that was his character in National Lampoon's uh, Van Wilder, and uh, what I think Best Friends where he played he played like a chunky chunky guy in the beginning, loses weight, comes out being his actual skinny self and stuff like that. Like it's those type of like. Like Rain was talking about, those type of set movie sets is made for that particular role for the person. You always you can there's only the greats that can move it from them being that type of comedic actor to being a serious, I guess, going all hardcore. Like a Jamie Foxx, my opinion when he did Ray Charles, like oh, yeah. him and him that particular character starting off for the TV show being a crazy wacky comedian, living color, and all of a sudden now you're this you're the icon now. This is your role. How did you play it? And he pretty much went hardcore with that. To me, I'd also be Robin Williams in Insomnia. Insomnia, yes. Murderer in that movie. He played a perfect psychopath. I I thought that was awesome for his role. And that was really great from that aspect of it. So, yeah. That does I make mean, sense. Like, the only thing I can really say, like, in a different direction, it's like why they've chosen. So, like, I don't know if you remember Jake Gyllenhaal, Prince of Persia. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's very I don't true. Know why. Don't know. Nope. Or whenever they did, like, what's your name? Uh, Scarlett Johansson and Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, that didn't make any sense at all. So <laughs> I felt that felt that was just really wrong. Yeah. Really wrong. I think animate. I think when it came to anime set movies that were great, even the video game, even Prince of Persia, when those, those were very successful, you need to give the respect it's due and give it the actual proper casting that it deserves, particularly. For what made it successful in its own in its time frame, so come on, Ghost in the Shell. It should have been an Asian actress. Like you cannot tell me there's not phenomenal Asian actresses at all whatsoever. You cannot tell me that Prince of Persia does not have an uh, an Asian Indian or Asian you would say um, type of actor that could have played that role even better and got bulkier just like Jake Gyllenhaal did for that role. Like you couldn't right. tell me they couldn't have done that. So I think it's. It's the set of Hollywood to say we don't we need something different to catch a person's eye. No, you just need a proper proper actor who has the proper skills. Once people see the movie, that's going to show, and they're going to remember it for tens of millions of years for years to come. So, well, there's only the one thing we can remember. Yeah, Green Lantern is the most horrible movie ever made. <laughs> So yeah, I guess you could say we can remember that for a while, for end of time. That was just the horrible one. I would agree. Oh yeah, very good. It was no. worth the two. It was worth the two and a half I took. <laughs> <laughs> it was worth the one I took. <laughs> now, uh, I guess keeping the theme of Halloween season, uh, scary movies. I guess we can go around the table and say who's who's favorites, uh, movies wise. Um, are we talking slashers or like in general? In general, general, in general what spooked you out the most? What was a fan favorite of yours, even if it's a slasher Ooh. movie? So I guess Should I would go. Guess. Yeah, I would, let's start with director RJ. I'll go to then guess SG three, and then I'll go myself after. Uh, 
or I'll go myself after Rain. So we'll go like in this little circle here. So, That's director R.J., what would you go in as far as favorite scary Last movie? movie uh, you know, it's funny. I didn't watch Halloween until like recently. Uh-huh. The original Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. I watched it at a movie theater in Universal Studios. I went to uh, Halloween Horror Nights. That thing is crazy. I, I want to go again when they have it again. Okay. And I watched it right after I went to the Halloween uh, theme um, haunted house that they had. Oh. Well, they always have it every year. Yeah, but yeah. 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 So this is like the first time they did it based on part one. Uh-huh. And so after the movie, I was like, okay. They, my uh, friend went with me. He's like, oh, they have the Halloween screening uh, happening at the movie theater. I was like, oh, let's go watch it. Mm-hmm. Then it was like for a dollar that day. So we went in, sat down, watched it. And I was bone out of it. I, I never thought, you know, it'd be that, the way that they made the movie, um, the direction, how like the kills and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Even Michael Myers' mannerisms in it. Yeah. I kind of like creeped me out and I I was like, I was actually caught on. Uh, now, family movie, I had to go with fam, um, Adam's Family. So spooky, but family friendly. Yeah. You're going to go with Adam's Family. Okay. So, but your favorite spookiest, the scariest ones was Halloween, you're saying? Yeah. The current one to me, Halloween, uh, Family. Uh, had to be Adam's Family Part 1 and 2. I like both of them together. Just okay. Raul Julia Gomez is amazing. Very true. Phenomenal actor. Love it. I love their combination too. Uh, Rain, what about you, young sir? What, what can you say when you saw a scary movie when you were young that scared the bejesus out of you and you're still a little freakyish, a little still freaky scary today? Man, like, so, I, I don't know if you consider this horror, but like, I guess the one movie that kind of like I guess, like, tripped me out was, like, Terminator 2, right? Okay. As a kid, because you saw everything. But it's not a horror movie. That's it's true. It's more of, like, an action-oriented movie. But, like, just seeing everything, it's just... And I was really big into, like... I was into, like, Space Camp and, like, Computer Camp growing up as a kid. Okay. So whenever I saw that, I was like, fuck. It could be real. That could happen. That's you know correct. But that's not, you know, but, like... Um, like, actual, like, scary movies. Um, I guess... Uh, I'm, I'm, I guess you can call me. They call myself kind of old school. So like, the George Romero Night of the Living Dead. Okay. It was like really tripped me out because yeah. like my grandparents, like you know, my grandpa like took me to watch it and stuff. And yeah. like, you know, it was just a you know crazy crazy time when I watched it. And I think it's good inspiration for like the Left 4 Dead series. Yeah. Uh, it's one of my favorite horror games, anyways to play. I uh, too. Yeah, the, yeah. The rejects uh, rejects guys over here too. They love that game as well. Yeah. So I would say like that as far as like old school, but um, you know, if it was just kind of like if I wanted to just put like horror, but like with a comedy spin on, I would say maybe um, what's that animated one? It was like an animated horror movie with uh, Adam Sandler, but he was like a vampire. Oh, well, the Hotel one that Transylvania. Hotel yeah. Transylvania. Okay. If it was like a comedy, you know, yeah. like a family friendly kind of like horror movie, I, I like that. That was actually pretty good. I like that. Got you. It works. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess going for me, my turn now. Uh, for you guys already know, I hate clowns. Okay, I hate clowns of all things. So the one freaking movie that gave that still to this day that gives me the heebie-jeebies and gives me goosebumps. Just even see now, I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. Uh, it. Okay, I'm talking about from this was Stephen King that made it. I don't know yeah, who made it. I just know it's one, it. The original one. Yes. Okay. Yeah. The very first one. Now, you being a young little boy and you watching the clown smile and giggle and looking dead at you and with the voice that... I can't remember Tim his Curry. actor's name. 
Tim Curry's first when he actually like depicted that act, that character just gets I can't even talk straight because it scares the crap out of me. It, it freaks you out. It freaks you out. Then you got the hand coming out mutated. Then you got the teeth shining like he never brushed his teeth in years. And like, and I couldn't even watch Bozo. And to this day, it's still I can't I can't watch Bozo. I can't look at clowns. Like even Joker himself. I can't. I'm glad they've had different versions of him because I can't watch an actual clown version of it. Um, it just freaks the heck out of me. Scares bejesus out of me. So I can say it. But Halloween itself, Michael Myers, I can honestly say it too as well. It's the most underrated one, only because if you look at his story, it's actually it could actually happen in real life. You can get a freaking psychopath and go on a killing spree just like Michael Myers. Whoa. There's probably been many people before. So that's actually happened in real life. So that for that, that to be real, that's I say true. Um that scares me. Uh and I guess family friendly if you want to go there. Um, what? As family, to be honest, it would always be my number one. I would say Scooby Doo, the cartoon series, the anime series. I would say that the first, when the first came out, the cartoon series of Scooby Doo, that right there. If you watched it late at night when you were a young little boy, it actually kind of spooked you out a little bit. But it was actually funny too as well. So I go with that one. SG three. For me. I was 11 the first time I saw it, and I saw it at night, too. Chucky. No. <laughs> Worse than Chucky. Worse than Chucky, dude. Leprechaun? Worse. Uh-oh. Jeepers Creepers. Jeepers Creepers? That was, yeah. Yeah, that's like, yeah, you watched that at first. I at agree. 11 o'clock? Yeah, 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, at okay. 11 o'clock at night. I was 11, dude. It yeah. was like the just creepiest thing to like, and just, I watch it, I'm 30. Yeah. And I watch it now, and even till then, like, it doesn't scare me because I know what's going to come. Exactly. But even just like the gore and everything, I'm like... Man, how did I watch this movie when I was 11? I, I was on something that day. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, you walk down in the freaking basement in the cellar, and you look up at the ceiling, you just see nothing but naked bodies. But they're sewn hey, together. That's yes, a good part. Yes. And the worst part about it was when the guy falls down the sewer, and the and the hand grabs him, and the guy's still alive, like... Talking, breathing. Yeah, I yeah. was like, oh, this is just creepy. Yeah, I agree. My brother, actually, my brother was like, show me the scariest... My, no. Completely random side of story, but my brother was like, show me the scariest movie you had. They were watched, uh, and I saw Jeepers Creepers. I'm like, you won't make it for 15 minutes of this watch movie. In watch in the I dark. I actually made him watch it in, in broad daylight. Oh. He got to the scene where they literally landed. He said, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I told you not even 15 minutes, you man. You can't even handle it. Okay. Um, and then to go with you, family-wise, I would say that one. I would definitely say Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo for sure. Just yeah. the cartoon. Especially when they started coming out with like the chase music, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's just like a little change. Correct. Um, Correct. But completely random, though, just one last thing I want to say is the 2018 Halloween mm-hmm. did something to the series. Yeah. It literally changed the series. Cause don't get me wrong, man. When Halloween first came out, Halloween 2, kind of Halloween 4. I haven't watched Halloween 3 just yeah. because I refuse to watch it because it doesn't have Michael. It doesn't even have anything to watch. Really. Yeah, I agree with yeah. you. Okay. Even though the child is like, see, he is more evil. I, I can't. Yeah. Um, I still think that the 2018 one, Yeah. if you look at the kill count, yeah. that's the same that's more than triple and double than what he had in the first and second one combined. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. I think one one thing with the Halloween series will really involve when it came out, and I'm actually excited to see Halloween Kills that's going to come out next. Um, but what really 
What makes a good Halloween or a scary movie itself, I guess you could say, is the music that plays within the film. You have to have the right timing. James Carpenter. Or when you put the music in there, you have to have the right time of when it should be silent. And when that when it should be an unexpected action like an unexpected action sequence to where it freaks you out. Like it just comes out nowhere like boom. And it just uh, unexpectedly or anything. So it has to get to you. That makes it more of a successful scary movie, I guess you can say. So I'm actually excited. I'm actually excited to see how it kills though. No lie on my end. <laughs> I do I do have a question though. Yeah. Go ahead, Ray. Out of all of y'all, right? Mm-hmm. What is one like scary movie that came out, and then when you watched it, you thought this was a waste of time? Oh, like so for me, for example, right? Uh-huh. The movie that that comes to mind is uh, the Blair Witch Project, right? Like it was, okay. it was, it was like marketed to be like a scary movie, Correct. you know, back in the like early two thousand, late nineties, and it's because it's supposed to be realistic. Like these kids go into the, the freaking woods, correct, and they're, they're just scared of just like cracks of like broken wood in the woods. And I mean, let's get, don't get me wrong. Right. Like being in the woods is scary. All right. Especially, Especially dark at night. night. There's no light. You got no no internet. There's no Wi-Fi. Yep. You're gonna freak the fuck out. Yep. But like in the context of the '90s, it was like I didn't I didn't get weirded out. You know. Yeah. It was just like it was just a waste of time. So yeah. I'm just curious, curious. Do y'all have a movie in y'all's head that's like, all right? This wasn't at all. This wasn't scary at all. This was just weird, or like real, at least uncomfortable. Correct. I guess. Dang, for me, I would have to go with Halloween Two when Rom Zombie came out with that version. That version, when he came out with his his version of Halloween, his depiction of it. General. The number two itself, just part two of that one, general. it didn't make no sense to me at all whatsoever. I'm so, like, mm-hmm. Rob Zombie's made great work when it comes to films and horror films, like the House, uh, House which one? House of a Thousand Corpses. House of a Thousand Corpses. Uh, yeah. So, like, he's had good repertoire. And the first one was a phenomenon. I thought the first one he did with that Halloween and redoing it was actually great, him having a storyline in the sun. But then part two comes out. And now you're dealing with psychological stuff where he sees a, a goat, like a white horse, his mom and a white thing. And like there's visions and stuff. And I'm like, okay, now you're going a whole different direction that does not at all have to deal with the character, in my opinion. So that, for me, would have been a waste of time. Now, Blair Witch Project, uh, Blair Witch Project on your end, Rain, I would agree with that, too, as well. Because... It, it when it came on the media, it showed that this was going to be one scary ish type of movie, and, and like there was going to be some a lot of left turns of scariness and type of things like that. The advertising of it was setting up to be this greatest scary movie of all time, and at, towards the end, it made me throw up. Really, to be honest, because the camera kept freaking moving, I got more stomach sick than I get. I got actual sick of the actual movie. So, and I remember to this day, I actually threw up in the movie theater. So this movie ended. Yes, as soon as the movie ended, I had the box, the box of popcorn in my hand, and I just, I puked. I puked at the end of the movie. It ended. And everybody was looking at me like, oh, you scared. Oh, you were so scared. You threw up, blah, blah, blah. Like, no. I scared because the camera kept freaking moving. You That hey, movie. Hey, hey, it, motion sickness. Yes, motion sickness. <laughs> That's motion what got sickness. me. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get sick because of the movie. I got sick because it sucked. No, I'm joking. But, uh, <laughs> Go ahead, SG3. What would be the one one that you made no sense? Honestly, there's two that come to mind. 
Hey, Rain, have you seen Hereditary? The name sounds familiar, um, so I vaguely know about it. The, look, I want I want to go watch Hereditary when it when it came out. I went with me and two of my old coworkers, and the moment we were done with the movie, we all just looked at each other and said, "What the hell did we just watch?" <laughs> <laughs> it was it was like it's not it's not a scary movie. Like it doesn't scare you. It mm-hmm. wasn't what you're expecting with all the hype and everything. Yeah, but like it seriously just made you just. I'm very sorry for what I'm about to say. Completely, you know, because I understand we're trying to do like a PG show, but screw it. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say it. Yeah. You were literally mind fucked. I know tomorrow. Yeah. You ever seen a scary movie where Ray is like putting his ear on the on the stall? That's <laughs> scary movie too. One or two. Whichever <laughs> it's part two. It's part two. Yeah. He puts his ear against the uh, the toilet wall right there and when he's in the, yeah. um, the in the bathroom. That's yes. literally what happened when we watched this movie. <laughs> Like it's like I said, it's not even scary. Like nothing scary, like really happens. But it just mind fucks you. Like no tomorrow. Like you try to put everything together, and if you're trying to put it together, like something else happens. Yeah. And then like you just see someone like the most gruesome shit you have ever seen. Correct. Correct. Dude, I thought that I thought um, honestly, Jeepers Creepers was bad. Yeah. No, this one had some gruesome stuff, and I'm like, man, how are you gonna do this? Yeah. yeah, that was one. And then the other one, I could honestly say, the one that was like, eh, all right, cool, whatever, was Scream Four. Okay, I can see that because I feel like they just kind of just toss it all in because like, hey, these guys need more money. Let's just give them more money. And they just kind of like just tossed in a couple like lines together, and then just said, "Here." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, they really kind of killed it when it came to be the niece who was the actual, you know. Killer. I thought she was a cousin. Yeah, no, she was. A, oh, you might be right. See, that's how bad it was. <laughs> I messed up the storyline so bad. I don't know. I thought it was the niece. Yeah, that could They're be cousins. True. Okay, got you. What about you, director RJ? Just because I know the the tale of it, um, there's a movie called La Llorona that came out, The Curse of La Llorona. Boom. Okay, great I'm from Mexican, you know, I'm Mexican-American. Yes. Uh, so every time I went to Mexico, when my, when my family and my friends would be talking to me about it, yeah, they would creep you out with some real good Llorona stories. Okay. And so when I watched this movie, I'm like, yeah, this doesn't match up with, uh, with what I, you know, what I've been told. I'm like, I don't need for her to do all these crazy things that you would expect, and I don't even think at one point did I ever hear her say, like, scream out loud, oh, my children, you know? And if she did, it didn't, like, it didn't have that effect that it should have had. Mm-hmm. Another movie, I feel like it didn't live up to, like, it was a good movie because they went at it and all that, but it didn't scare me, is Jason versus Freddy. Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, more of a more of like a, a money. Movie. It was just more of a money maker. Cow. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was. Advertisement was quite crazy. I mean, you could have had a better way to involve these two great slashers to go against each other, or even at that to have them fight each other. But I like. It, I feel that at the beginning they actually did phenomenal. Like if you think about it, it was. Freddy trying to come back. Freddy trying to be relevant again because people have forgotten Freddy. True. So Freddy's like, what can I do to get people to remember? Correct. So and yeah. that's when he brings in Jason. It's like, okay, cool. You're just going to help me. And the the setup like, was great. Yeah, yes. the setup was great. But it's just like when Jason got too kill happy. Yeah. That's when I'm like, all right, you just lost everybody there. Yeah. That's, that's, that was me. Yeah. Okay. 
All right. I don't think Freddy killed many people in that movie, did he? No. He, yeah, he Freddy killed did. the brother. He killed the kid. He killed the kid where he lit him up on fire. Oh, he yeah. was supposed to kill, I think, the protagonist. Because mm-hmm. there was a moment like where his shadow kind of follows her. And then he kind of stabs her. And he's like, she just, no, actually, it goes right through her. Oh, that's right. And that's when he's like, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. strong, but I'm not strong enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he tortures yeah. the kid. And then the other one he was about to kill was the chick. Yeah. And the chick... Uh, Ends up um, getting killed by Jason. Good one, Jason. That's when that's when Kelly Rowland, the actual the singer. Yeah, no, I no, agree. no. It wasn't it? Was a white girl? It was a white girl that the blonde headed one. No, 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 no. It was uh, it the a blonde. There's a blonde girl in every scary movie. <laughs> yeah, but this. Actually, sorry, blonde, sorry, Blondie. I'm sorry about that. The blonde was a protagonist. No, no, no. It was the redhead, the one that lost a boyfriend, like in the beginning, thanks yeah. to Jason. Okay. She got like super drunk and high, and she's like in the middle of a cornfield. She passes that's out. True. And then this that. one dude just sees her. He's like. Fresh meat, you're knocked that's, out. Let me yes, just rape you. That's true. I was like, dude, this is so wrong. Like, yeah, it's about to go in the wrong direction, and then Jason comes out of nowhere with a big pipe, and then right through. It was a machete, just kills oh, him. Ah. Yeah, kills him, kills her, and then that's when he, that's when Freddy is like, she was mine. <laughs> I was like, all right, dude, that goes kind of creepy. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, speaking of all movies, scary movies, we haven't got to it. Was did we uh, even ask Rain about this? Of what? His movies? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he yeah, said Blair okay. Witch. He started Sorry, off with... Man. Oh, my Lord. Sorry. Uh, yeah. He doesn't of, pay attention. Uh, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's how director Roger rolls. Um, Beetlejuice, I guess we can all say, is one fan favorite, too, as well, of that... Not necessarily a scary movie, per se, but in the Halloween realm. Now, it's a, it's very underrated, but it's also one of the most fan favorite films, classic-wise, retro. Um Love Michael Keaton playing as Beetlejuice. And directed by Tim Burton, too. And directed by Tim Burton. Yeah. Great great phenomenon. Which I think he's working on a TV series, if I'm not mistaken. Though. On Netflix, I think. Yeah. So I think uh, that that movie, for sure, is a, I guess, should be in the realm of like to watch. Should yeah, watch during family, Halloween season. Uh, Halloween season. Exactly. If you're, not, if you're that type of family, watch things with your children, but still want to get a little spooky. Obviously, obviously uh, Beetlejuice should be one on the, one on the list. On the list. Uh, what about you, SG three? You seen Beetlejuice very well. Familiar with it a little bit. Um, the famous. Ni- no, never mind. No, I'm, a, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go somewhere else with that. <laughs> I can already see your face. What about you, director RJ? I know you're a fan favorite of that one. It's because uh, Michael freaking Keaton. So yeah, Michael you gotta put Fre- some respect on his name, Michael freaking Keaton. The way he was like, oh yeah, okay. yeah, that's right. Man, I love that movie. Um, the thing I like about that movie is Michael Keaton's, um, you know, I know he's a comedian, but when I first saw him in Beetlejuice, I really didn't recognize it was him. At first? Yeah, at first, because okay. I was a kid, so when the movie came out, yeah, I know who I was looking at, and when I hear he's going to be Batman, I'm like, Beetlejuice is Batman now? And they're like, yeah. As I get older and I start watching it more, I start understanding it more, and, mm-hmm. um, I mean, Michael Keaton's just delivery in that movie. His yeah. punchlines, uh, all the goofy things that he does. Um, <laughs> he rubs on the girl's leg and a little bit, and then the girl gets a little pot. The guy gets a little powder on his head. And makes oh, his because head he's tiny. like, he looks at the guy. He's like, uh, you know, uh, he's talking about something. He's like, oh, is that what's going on over there? And oh, the guy his looks. Number. Yeah, he steals his number. The guy's like, oh, <laughs> guess I'm next. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's actually one thing. Rain, have you ever seen Beetlejuice before? Oh, yeah, dude. I freaking love that movie. Yeah. I think, like, I watched it as a kid, so I didn't understand it. At first. I think when, you, when I got a little older. Correct. Like, you, like, 
some of the bits and the comedy skits and everything, I was like, I can learn to appreciate it. Yes. I think I liked it because of the visuals. You know, I just didn't understand what the hell was going on. But, you know, when you get older and you're like, you understand certain, like, social avenues, it's like, all right, it's actually a really good movie, though. I love it. I agree. I think what really one jacked up about the movie was the whole mom relationship with the daughter. That was one thing that yeah. they just didn't have a connection with each other. So that's why the daughter was roaming around and being all dressed up in her darkness, of course. I guess you could say gothic type of rain. Yeah. I guess you could say. I don't want to say it like that, but I guess you could say. Uh, and that's what made made the whole connection and why she wanted to intrigue, was intrigued with Beetlejuice himself. And one thing I like about that movie is just... Um from Beetlejuice is when I think it's the first time that uh, Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis's characters are trying to scare the family out of the house. <laughs> they kept trying stuff. <laughs> and so the first attempt, I believe, is where they uh, either the first or like the second or third attempt. I forgot which one it is, but it's when they finally like this family. They're gonna have like a greeting, so they have like guests over. Yes. They sit down and they have these like shrimp cocktails, I believe. <laughs> And so the mom, who's a brilliant actress, actress, yes. I love her in Home Alone. You know, yes. she comes out as the mom in that one. Very true. She's like talking to her husband, and all of a, all of a sudden, just out of the blue, she starts damn, <laughs> They're like, okay, what's this? What's going on here? Yes. And then they all get up and start doing the dance around and everything to it, and you're like, okay, cool. You get into it, you're like, oh, okay, yeah. It's a, and that's the thing. Like, I think that's what made the movie classic. It was just one those type of moments in the movie itself that you remember from it. And but if at back then us being kids, you like like Rain said, we didn't really understand what was going on in the film. It was just more of us just being entertained by it, which was made entertaining. But if we go back at it and we understand it a little bit more, it made it more. It, like Clear. we appreciate it more yeah. on why that was happening within that little part. So, yeah, I agree. That's good. I mean, like a whole testament to that is the fact that they had a Beetlejuice cartoon. You know what I mean? Exactly. I don't remember that. Yes, I yes, I agree. Yeah. I think that came out afterwards, and that was like okay. Even the, the the cartoon itself was successful, but that was all because the movie was successful you when know. it first came out. Yeah. Yeah. But I, mean, I feel like it's a testament because, like, again. It's like kids. You're like, oh man, it's, it's kind of. At the time, we didn't know the word of it, edgy, right? Yep. So like, we saw something like this. Like, this is pretty cool. And then like, people knew. Like, some executive out there knew. Like, let's just put it out there for the kids. We can make a butt ton of money. And so, I mean, it's it's a classic. The cartoon. I think it was like two or three seasons. But still, like, you can still watch it. It's not it's not the same as the movie, but right. I mean, it's it's the classic. I think once you jump that particular. Not necessarily a shark, right? But once you jump into that avenue of like movie dumb, and like and it like you know, it being a cult classic, I guess you could say. Yeah. To then being a cartoon, it's like, all right, yeah, you've already amassed a lot more than just it being kind of like a one hit wonder kind of thing. Agreed. So, Agreed. Yeah. Now, I guess we the next question would be about the film would be what could there should there be a sequel to the film or should there be a reboot of the film? Now, director RJ, I'll ask you: Do you think it would be go for a sequel or do you think it should do a reboot? Man, I feel like it might... Well, it's not too late for a sequel. I mean, Michael Keane's still, you know, he's still at a relevant. good age where he could still do something. He's going to become um, Batman again, so of course yeah. it's relevant. And uh, the only thing is that, to me, I wouldn't bring back the old family. Probably mm-hmm. one a writer will probably be someone I want back. I'm not sure about Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis, but it'd be interesting to have them on the role anyway. Um, 
So I probably I would want to see a sequel, but um, because I every reboot I've ever seen, they don't live up to the high, like the original. Right. It's very hard to do so. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Rain? Do you think it'll be a too late for a sequel part, or should there be a reboot of it? I have like mixed feelings about it. <laughs> it's very extensive mixed feelings. Um, I feel like a sequel is just not necessary, right? Because I feel that what made Beetlejuice Beetlejuice is that it was meant to just be a one-hit wonder. You yeah, know what I mean? correct. Um, I feel that maybe a reboot would be justifiable. I feel like... So, here's my thought process. It's like, Star Wars did a really good reboot of the Star Wars series whenever they had incorporated the old characters with the new ones, right? Yeah. It respected the culture of the movie and I feel like even though people have mixed feelings about the ending right yeah uh, you people still like Star Wars I mean they still liked it for it being a product right correct now the other argument is Ghostbusters right yeah people love the original Ghostbusters right right well then you go see the new one right the all female version not yeah yeah and that's the thing it's like it's referred to as the all female Ghostbusters it's yeah. like it doesn't, it doesn't, like, the original cast members aren't there. They're not, like, here, we're, we're giving the torch over to you, right? C- correct. Uh, so, I feel like it could be, this could be kind of a reboot situation. Yeah. Uh, you know, I feel like there has to be specific characters to work. I mean, I could see kind of like, you know, Gina Davis and then, uh, what's his name? Uh, Alec Baldwin? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they can be part of it, but they're not the main focus like they were in the last movie. Right. Um. They can have like again. It needs to be kind of a, a jack of all trades kind of actor, but someone who's kind of like you know needing for a comeback. I can see Johnny Depp doing this oh. just because of his way, you know, changes of different characters of what he's done with Tipper. I mean, it's just a match made in heaven, you know. That's so true. I, I see this more of a kind of a, a, a reboot situation where you incorporate some characters, you know, some the characters from the past, and it's new characters to keep. Them going forward uh, this this definitely could be kind of a reboot situation for me cool you know Rain I actually liked your uh, your what you just said about that right now the t- if they can get Tim Burton back in the mix of this and actually involve him in doing the reboot and him taking over a realm if it, as far as the film itself if it be a sequel or it be a reboot now I guess you can say if he's involved in it for sure to push this reboot I guess you could say would it be a reboot Comparing it to a Jumanji status, where Jumanji just continue on, but involve what happened in the first one with Robin Williams, type of thing. Like what they could end up doing would be is oh, you know, it it was these characters, and they had Alec Baldwin's picture with the the actress. They have a picture with Gina Davis, and they have the picture frame of her. They don't really have them there, but they're there. They make it known within the film that they existed before, and now it's a different. Now it's a different Beetlejuice or something like that. Now it's, you know, carry on with that. So that I guess I guess you could say it could be better off at the moment would be doing the reboot, but having like Rain was talking about with some depictions of what was involving the past, but in putting them in there, but not having them being the main focus of it and carry on and doing other, you know, another storyline with different actors and different actresses to set it up yeah. differently. Yeah. 
Especially if you could add like Tina Fey, I think Tina Fey would like work perfectly in that type of world. Putting Tina Fey in the film would actually be pretty cool. Yeah. What if you put Tina Fey in in the actual? If you put Tina Fey in the actual mom sequence, if she's the mom. Yeah, I like Tina, Tina Fey, kind of like in the role of Gina Davis type of thing. So yeah. it could be like the new couple that move into their house. They died, um, and now they're trying to get beaten. Like they're trying to get the old couple out of there. And uh, next to Gina Davis, the one person I think that could work, <laughs> Tina Fey. Tina Fey. <laughs> yes, Tina Fey. But what could be next to her? I, I would. I, I'm gonna jump in that real fast. Would I love to see a combination next to Tina Fey? Would have to be uh, Office. What's his What's his name? Oh, what's his name? The from the Office, the main guy, Steve Steve Carell. Steve Carell. Yeah. yeah. If you put <laughs> Tina Fey and Steve Carell being the the couple. That's high. That's trying to scare the people out of the house. That would be even. That would. That's a good oh, setup. Especially Steve Carell's like crazy yells that he does. Exactly. Exactly. What yes. you think about that, Ray? It's funny because like I wouldn't see Steve Carell though. I Ever. actually would see Nick Offerman. From where? Who's that guy? I'm, I'm more from familiar. Parks and Rec. From Parks and Rec. Oh. Okay. Okay. It's like, he's 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 already like. The reason why I bring him up is because, you know, he's been doing, like, small works. Like, he's actually, like, I was actually surprised he did, like, Bob's Burgers. He does a couple zany characters, like, yeah. Bob's Burgers and, like, I think Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, stuff. right. So it's very unsuspecting. But then to see him being goofy like that, yeah, especially him being kind of stout and gruff, and people know him as, you know, uh, Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec. Correct. Uh, yeah, I can see that. I don't know why. Okay. you can see Steve Carell, but... Beetlejuice was unsuspecting, right? That's so true. So why not have someone as unsuspecting? So Nick Offerman, I just, I can see Nick Offerman doing this. It's just a, a curveball. Got you. It's just a, yeah. That's actually good. No, that's a good, that's a good pick. Yeah, and well. then what you could do is have Gina Davis and Alec Baldwin come back and try to warn this couple not to get Beetlejuice. Or, yeah, or at least in the realm, in that yeah. realm, saying like, don't hire. Like, what if they're one of the people that's still waiting in line to get into contact <laughs> with the, <laughs> with the, with the lawyer and like, what are you doing stuff? And they're like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't, don't go. Don't yeah. go. Like, I think it, it would be good. It, I mean, could, I'm always open when it comes to movies like this. Even if they do cast people, I'm the type of person to, I'm open to what's gonna, what I'm about to watch. I'm not gonna get prejudgment. I'm gonna say, well, I did get prejudgment when it came to, you know, uh, Ezra Miller being the Flash, which I didn't like, and me with uh, Jesse Eisenberg being Lex Luthor. Correct. So it's there's prejudgment, yes, but I'm always open. Like, okay, even if I don't like the guy, if you know, if I don't think he's great for the great for the franchise at the moment right now. I'm always open to what I'm about to see is totally different than what I'm about to know. So let me entertain me. I'm that type of person. So let me see what your depiction is and I'll go from there. So I, I guess I'm always going to be open for that. But I think that would be one uh, open suggestion for sure. And I'm actually looking forward to it. It's crazy. Normally we do these like um, movie casting stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right before you even do like a show based on it. And yeah. today we just did with Rain where we talked about a cast and yes. an idea of how we can make a a Beetlejuice movie. Right. Watch it for it to come out right now. <laughs> Watch it get to come out to the lamb light. That'd be great. Now, uh, I guess that, that actually at the moment right now, that's it for the show. Any uh, questions, Rain, that you have for the Reject crew? Uh, I guess, like, you know, with it being Halloween and all, it's like, well, two questions, right? Yeah. Considering this is kind of like a Halloween special. Do you, are you all going to watch the movie Quarantine or REC? <laughs> well, I've, 
I've always seen. See, that's the thing. I've always seen. I seen the European version of the quarantine. I saw. I saw that quarantine movie. I actually own it, to be honest. Uh, and it's crazy how either one shows up. I'm always intrigued by those type of movies because I like to see. I want to see your idea uh, of why we all shut down. You know, how do we actually get shut down, and how come we, we're in the society of the government shuts us down, and what we do there? I'm always intrigued on. Okay, you you gave me this story, and is it gonna happen in real life? Which I think in quarantine, it kind of somewhat happened in real life, but you know. That went through. So yeah, I'm I'm always intrigued to watch movies. Right now, I'm actually watching. Uh, weirdly to say, but I'm watching Pretty Little Liars with my wife. Okay, so don't judge me, guys. Don't judge me, guys. Please don't look at me at you three. Don't look at me like that. I watch Pretty Little Liars. Okay, if my wife watches it, I got you know what am I gonna do? Tell her to turn off the TV? Yeah, I am, but she won't listen to me. <laughs> She'll hit me. Just ready to read a book. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you know, or I get on my phone. But even if I get on my phone, I'm always like. Can't a couple times you need to spend time with me you're always downstairs so yeah that, that's where I'm at right now watching scary films at the moment at the moment like well I haven't checked, I've never heard of the COVID ones yet um, recently I've been watching uh, Unsolved Mysteries oh I gotta watch that next on Netflix right yeah season 2 yeah yeah. I, I wanna watch that and now. then um, on my phone on Spotify I listened to a show called uh Ghost story? No, uh, haunted places. Okay. And this, uh, this show talks about places that have been haunted. Like, there's a place in, um, it talks about Mexico. It talks about a place in, uh, New Orleans. And also a place in Austin, Texas that I want to go check out called, uh, the Briscoe Hotel. Yeah. What so about you? Are, what about you, SG3? Dude, I'll be honest with you. I barely have time to even look at my phone sometimes when I do the work. Do the work where I work at and just how far I am from home. Like, honestly, dude, I'll probably watch like a couple reruns here and there. But like, if no one's recommending anything, I'm not watching anything. I'm barely just getting home. Got you. To eat. Yeah. Get ready for tomorrow. Sleep. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you and your, you you and your soon to be new wife, actually, uh, you uh, only wife, not new yeah, wife. That, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Only wife. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Wow, how many, you're the, many you're, old wives? You're, you're one have, and only. Baby? Yes, you're correct. You're one and only. Uh, <laughs> you should watch my opinion on a scary night like this. When if it's y'all gonna have a date night, if y'all gonna have a date night, you should watch uh, Halloween again. The the original. The, the original plus the car, the newer one that came out again, but. Uh, what I also recommend would be uh, my, uh, underrated is Dracula with uh, what's his face? Orlando. No, no, not Orlando Bloom. Don't do that. Don't do disrespect. They look like each other though. No, no. Uh, dang it, Luke Evans, that version, and uh, the Wolfman. Watch the old classic one. There's only one problem though. What? She's not into horror movies. Oh, Lily, we not. All right, then watch Casper the Friendly Ghost. <laughs> Scooby Doo, there you go. Adams, the fa- Adams family, one and two, like, if like, you want. Like, for, just a funny story, completely random funny story. But we watched, um, watched Annabelle. Wow! And, hold on, hold on. Those are free. Oh yeah. So oh, we yeah, watched yeah. Annabelle. It was the first one actually. Uh-huh. And she goes, "Whenever there's a scary part, let me know." Because I, I have a very good memory. Yeah. So as I'm watching the movie, I'm like, here it comes. Like, she literally just turned around and just, like, kind of almost, like, started talking to me. She didn't hear anything <laughs> in the background. And then well, I'm like, all right, scary part's over. Oh, okay, cool. Let's watch the movie again. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. So. Uh, 
Actually, there is a movie that scared me, and it's not even scary at all. Um, I watched the reboot, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh. I was thinking about it right now. I was in Austin, Texas, uh, and and, uh, where we went to watch it, apparently, I guess, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like, the setting is based nearby Austin, I believe, like, not far from it. Yeah. And my nephew, right when we're on our way back home, my nephew, Emmanuel, he's like, hey, uh, John, just to let you know, we're not that far away from where this guy lived. So I couldn't sleep the whole night watching and waiting to see if he's going to appear at my window. I'm like... Come on, man. You're coming here soon. <laughs> and I'm like near my 20s at the moment. So it was like weird to be afraid of something that never happened in real life. I know. That's true. I, my grandmother used to do it to me back in the day. was jacked up. was tell me that that was a real life movie that happened in real life. That, you know, she remembers watching on the news and all that stuff happening. Uh, yeah. And missing um, people or whatnot or whatever that had to deal with that. Based on Ed Gein, I believe. Yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was a depiction of a real life Ted story. Bobby. But that movie itself never happened. So she made it worse for me. She kind of spooked out a little bit. So when the Jessica Biel movie came out, when she was the the, the damsel in distress in that in that film with Texas Chase Massacre, I actually was a little spooked out in that one. Just a little bit. Just because I thought it was. But yeah. Rain, you've been a phenomenal guest. I appreciate I appreciate Our you joining. Official guest too. Yes, definitely. Uh you know, I definitely appreciate this. This was a good conversation. I mean let with Paris interview that went down what fifteen minutes or so twenty five yeah, because take. we're like fresh though we're yeah. just trying to like figure out how to talk and everything and Rain we I went up we went an hour we were on the hour together so this was a good conversation that was actually a really good very good really good so I totally appreciate uh your time your time being with us and stuff um and as lo- so far you got great work great contact on Instagram I think I think the more work you keep going with it this. Great ideas coming. I know for a fact. Oh, right. Do you want to like give out? Um, oh. I say like your social media. To yeah, where to follow? So where the, where, to where people you? can find you at and stuff like that. Where to follow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just on Instagram, uh, Creative Rain and stuff. You know, I'm I'm just a bit about me. It's just I'm a big guy. You know, it's not. It's a. It's a. I guess you can say it's a creative outlet that's really geared towards certain people. But I'm more about like, hey. You know, whatever size, shape you are, man, just go and start creating. So but, follow me on Creative Rain. You know, I'm not really, I don't really do anything else other than that. <laughs> so yeah. I'll just keep it simple, just on IG. And you'll see a lot of content, either it be music or, you know, be cosplaying or, you know, I'm actually going to start posting more music stuff now um, or, you know, all kinds of different stuff, man. But I'm on but, there. That's usually where I'm at. Very good. Very good. All right. Well, this has been a good show. Uh, SG3, any final words? Yeah, man, it was good. I just actually just started following you on on Instagram, man. But so there you go. <laughs> it's had to reach out, man. Um, no, it's it's great a conversation. We can't wait to have you back, man. We appreciate it. Very good. Yeah, of course. Dr. Dr. Any final thoughts? Actually, this has been. Uh, it wasn't as nerve wracking as when I did Paris because that show with her, yeah. I was like brand new to it still. Correct. So I feel like uh, with Rain, um, I'm getting more comfortable now. Yeah. So I feel like. The next few episodes that we had more guests on, yes, I think I'm starting to uh, open up more. So I think like, I think when Stranger Things come out, what do you think, Rain? We'll have you come back and we'll do like a, a, a reaction type of, to the first to the first episode. Because I needed when they come out, they do every week, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, I can I can join one of those episodes for sure. Bet. very good. Definitely have you on there yeah. for sure. Okay. All right, guys. Well, this has been the Reject Rundown. Thank you all for watching. Me, Tony the Kid. Uh, totally appreciate y'all. 
And SG3. Finish it off, buddy. Hey, guys. Well, it's me. It's me. It's SG3. Y'all have a good night. Thanks for listening to us. Thank you for liking us, following us on social media. We really appreciate it. At this point, I want to reach out over to Uncle RJ, Director RJ, Lisper RJ, Master <laughs> <laughs> RJ, RJ, Producer RJ, Grandmaster RJ. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to our show. I want to thank everyone who's been part of our like podcast fan base for quite a while. I want to thank Rain for being uh, a guest on our show. Uh, once again, thank you for being part of our show. Uh, be sure to check them out on Instagram and create rain. And we are going to tag them on our on our uh, Instagram and our Facebook, so you could find them as you you know really easy. Mm-hmm. Um, this has been a great show as always. I am Director RJ, and that is a wrap.